Welcome to ISO Chats Theology. I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore Theological College, Sydney. During the COVID-19 isolation, I chatted with lots of my friends and colleagues here at Moore about theology, Christian life and ministry. It's the kind of discussion we'd normally have over morning tea, but the topics are highly relevant to life in a changing world. So I wanted to let you listen in. Enjoy. Great to see you here, and I'm very, very glad to have Margie and Simon Gillam, who are my friends and neighbours, and Simon's a colleague here at Moore College. We train missionaries here at Moore College, and as we train missionaries to go and proclaim the gospel, we deal with various issues that missionaries need to deal with. And one of the issues that missionaries need to deal with is sort of the culture shock and the, the change of cultures. Mm. Now, uh, Simon is the head of the Department of Missions here at Moore College. Uh, and Margie, uh, you work for the Church Missionary Society yeah. uh, as an uh, what, sort of recruitment education officer. What, what, what's your title there? Uh, my title is Mission Development Facilitator, but yeah. basically in recruiting, chatting to yeah. people who are thinking about becoming missionaries. Okay, That's great. Yeah. Now, that is a thing that has previously been a particular experience of missionaries. That yes. is culture shock. Mm. Suddenly, they're in a whole new world mm. and they need to work out how to deal with it. And mm. uh, people like Margie and Simon mm. have been working, uh, do work very hard to help them in that mm. and have got a lot of experience mm. in doing that. Right now, it's happening to all of us. Yeah. yeah. Our world's changing. And so I thought... It would be great just to chat to them. We haven't sort of you know, done a huge amount of preparation. <laughs> uh, Margie and Simon sort of yeah. wrote some stuff down beforehand, yeah. but it's just their experience that I just wanted to share. So we're not, yeah, this is not like the, a, a full-on course that's been fully developed. So yeah, yeah. It's had that yeah. amount of time. Yeah. So we, have, we send people to St Andrews Hall. We, seem as we send them to St Andrews Hall for five months, and a big chunk of that is preparing for culture shock yep. and what it looks like. Yep. And... Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a, we we're in a time where actually Australians are trying to develop a new culture. We've had a new culture thrust upon us. So I think, in some sense, we're all in culture shock without mm. five months of training mm. or thinking about it, or hundreds of people praying for you mm. as you go into it. Yeah. Yeah. What is culture shock, and why are we? Ex- well, not why are we experiencing, but what is culture shock, and why is what we're experiencing now um, able to be described as culture shock? Culture shock is what happens when you move from one place to another or one culture to another. And all of your um, uh, your ways of dealing with the world become compromised by the fact the changes that you're going through. Mm. And so when you move to another country, there might be new languages, there's new ways of greeting people, you're uh, having to um, work out what the social rules are, all of that kind of thing. Mm. And, and that's complicated and it's exhausting. Mm. And that's what everyone is going through right now. We have new ways of greeting people. We have uh, we have new languages, new new modes of communication. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, how many people have learnt how to use Zoom or mm. or whatever over the last couple of days? Even uh, let me just ask you. So, just this morning, we had our first <laughs> online Moore College Chapel. So, we sort of had a chapel 
church service where we had a, we had a couple of songs, we had uh, prayers, we had Bible readings. It was really great. And Simon was our preacher. Uh, Simon, tell us about the, ex- the culture shock experience of preaching. Oh. You've just had a new preaching experience. Yeah, it's an odd experience. I'm, uh, I, I preached in the room where we normally have chapel, so normally 300 people could sit in there or more. Um, and in that room there were five people sitting. And uh, so normally I would be looking around for uh, some signs that people are with me, that they're under, and to preach without that is uh, is distracting enough. The, the extra bit of distraction was that they were all actually watching me on their phones with their headphones on, yeah. but there's a, a five or ten second delay. <laughs> so, uh, so every time I told a joke, nothing. And then a little bit later when I got back into the next serious bit, there's... <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a very different world. Isn't what it? would have been worse is if no one had laughed at all. At all, yeah. every time. <laughs> yes. So that's just a little example of a, sort of that's a, a new, a different weird thing. Yeah. And you multiply that in our own experience. Your experience of that and I'm experiencing that. And we're all experiencing that in everything, you know, yeah. in, in so many different things. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's complex because this was the same world we were in two weeks ago. Mm. Every, everything outside looks the same. And so at one level, we expect it to still be the same, but it's not. So even things like how you do your banking, like going to the shops, what you expect to be able to get at the shops and how those expectations are are dashed when you go and there's not something there. So you have to think about shopping in a way that you didn't used to think about it, even if you're still going to the same place. That's what culture shock is. It's that uh, disconnect between my expectations or my experience and my, my now new experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other layer that um, is kind of added on to that is that um, I used to be competent at all kinds of things. And I'd worked out um, how to greet people at church. I knew the people who were there or uh, knew my neighbours and I'd bump into them in the street. Uh, good ways of starting up a conversation where you see... But, well, none of that's useful to me anymore. Mm-hmm. So all these old competencies are, are rendered useless by a new context. Mm. Now, when Margie was saying about St Andrews Hall, mm. um, CMS invests five months into training people how to deal with that. Mm. We're living in the middle of a country where nobody was given any training or preparation and there's all kinds of layers of grief because of the things we've lost, because yes. of that world that we lost and the competencies we've lost and the abilities to do things that we've lost. And I think you feel all sorts of emotions too, because we had a Zoom meeting for our... um, We had a Consider Europe thing on Saturday night, and I think for a first run, our Zoom meeting went really well. But at the end, you get to the end and someone hits end mm. and I didn't say goodbye to friends of mine that I knew were listening yeah. and you feel rude because you haven't mm. finished properly yeah. but mm. no one really knows how to finish properly mm. and so sometimes you feel like you've done it wrong and you're a bit rude and then yesterday I had a was it no Friday I had a parcel sent that I had to sign for you know we're used to part of our culture is yeah. it's an official document I have to sign for it um, the postman turns up hands it to me like this, and then goes, ah, you can't sign, and scrawls COVID across the screen. And I'm thinking, what What if that was something that I really wanted to know that I had and I'd signed for, yeah. and suddenly I don't feel safe with something that I didn't really knew, know that I felt safe because I got to sign for mm. my parcel until mm. I don't get to sign for my parcel. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just lots of, little, all those little things, things like that. Yeah. What then do you 
do? I mean, I, are you guys involved uh, in the training at St Andrews mm. Hall? So, so what do you do? How do you how do you help missionaries? Yeah. And and can you then take that five months of training and condense it into like a, <laughs> five minutes know, minute conversation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, go, yeah, we yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, there there are a number of really practical things that I think can help, mm. um, and the first one is being realistic. Mm. Um, so. Uh, everything we've just said now, if you know that, you need to know that that's going to be exhausting and that you actually have lost competency and capacity. So people going through culture shock might um, ordinarily be expected to only work at about 60% of their normal capacity. Uh, so if you're used to working 40 hours a week and to getting through this much work, even if you still plug into 40 hours a week, you're probably only going to get this much done. But the other thing is it's exhausting and you might not manage 40 hours in the way that you used to manage. So actually you might only be getting this much done. So being realistic is about um, looking at that and saying, that's okay, that's okay. That's the best I can do today and that's all right. And that's a really important thing to be able to say. Uh, because otherwise your unrealistic expectations, uh, you're already tired, you're already feeling incompetent, and now you're going to feel guilty about the fact that you're not doing it anymore, which is only going to make you more tired and less competent and more guilty. <laughs> um, so at some point you've got to just cut that chain and say it's okay to do, to do less this time. And God willing, over time, we're, and we're going to need to get used to that, we will build up new competencies and new resiliencies, and, and we'll be able to do more as time goes on. But this week, just chill out. It's okay. <laughs> and can I, and probably <laughs> chill out with each other as well. That is, we could expect everybody else to do less. Yeah, that's right. Well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. really important. Have I mean, passion, yeah, give each, each other grace and be praying for each other as you go through it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that, that we took... that. You know, we learn about a lot at St Andrews Hall is um, trying to work out things that you can do in your day and in your week that are a bit normal. Yeah. So we were instructed, and this is the sort of stuff we will constantly be trying to work out what it looks like for us, but we're encouraged to, you go out and we're in Namibia, you go out into Namibia and learn some language and learn some culture and do a bit of work and then come back to yeah. our family, our house, our table and and pay the bit extra to buy the food that's normal so sometimes through the week there's something that's normal mm. sometimes in each mm. day there's something that's mm. normal and whatever that looks like for you still doing your exercise um having a meal with the family our, yeah. our prayer and bible reading is really essential and making sure you you do that for yourself work at yeah yeah, yeah do those so, normal things yeah. I, I actually forgot to say at the start that, that you guys you know i just because you just mentioned Namibia, yeah. not only have you guys actually trained missionaries now, but you have been yeah. missionaries on the field in Namibia for, was it 11 years? No, we're there eight years. Eight years, yeah, yeah okay. So so you've yeah. got experience in yourself dealing with, with this culture shock. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and, yeah. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't yeah. help, though. So you can know... <laughs> yeah, you've got the theory. <laughs> you, you can know it's exhausting. It's still going to be exhausting. And mm. you can know that you're going to feel competent, but you still feel incompetent. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think those rhythms are actually really important. And so the particular culture that we're all entering in now, where many of us are working from home, uh, I think it's going to be really important to have some of the rhythms of work if you're working from home at home. So start at the same time, get dressed, 
yeah. um, if you can be in a different room or move to a different place, mm. um, the more you can normalize what you're doing, yeah. uh, the more that will help you be able to cope. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then the other thing is there are things that you can do at home that are normal. Mm. I think we've got to learn to cherish those a bit more. So family meal times, even if we have to have meals with the Windsors at night. Yeah, sharing a meal time at home where you actually talk around the table, mm. that's going to become more precious and more important. Um, mm. And it'll be a break when you're not looking at a screen and not dealing with people. Yeah, um, I think that's really important. So consistent rhythms, reading the Bible and praying, absolutely. But rhythms for work, rhythms for exercise. Um, And I think the other thing with that is, um, with all of this stress, don't feel bad about withdrawing to a place that feels normal, which might be watching reruns of a favourite TV show or rereading a book that you know really well. Um, And you might find kind of escaping back into a world that you know yeah. actually just helps you to chill out a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm reflecting on that a little bit with the, the sort of, you know, we're having these things where we invite people in to have dinner with us yeah. on YouTube. And it is a it is kind of, a, in one sense, a sacrifice. We want, well, it's not just, it is a sacrifice because yeah. we'd like to just hunker down and, and yeah. have a meal together. Uh but we want to invite people in as, a, as an act of love and connecting with people. But, you know, last night um, the kids went, I don't want to do it. And yeah. that's, that was right because they didn't want to. And it was yep. nothing against them at all. Yeah, and, and, it's a good choice. But, yeah, they because they wanted to have a normal dinner. Mm. Yeah. You know? mm. And so, you know, yep. Bron and I did do a little thing. But they, they just – that wasn't normal. You know, yeah. it's not – so they wanted to just do a normal dinner. Yep. Yeah. And so That's we just right. did. So yeah. they get it. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Instinct. We, we have instincts that actually drive us to these things. And we mm. part of it might just be listening to those instincts a bit more um, acutely maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was a good instinct. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. when you're talking about being um, gentle with yourself and gentle with others, it's it's good to recognize in advance that you're not likely to lose it over the big things you're likely to lose it over the little things so what I mean by that is we've, we're all working hard to work out how to work from home um, and to to be sort of you know, there's big things that we have to change and we work at that um, I think we, everyone talks about supermarkets but I had a thing on my fridge before we went to Namibia that explained what culture was and and part of it was Culture is so hard to define, but without it, you don't know what to buy at the supermarket, which we lived through, mm. like going and not knowing what to buy at the supermarket. And I think in Australia, I think we'll always when you have say food. you don't know what to buy, that is, you, you don't know how to find the stuff, the, or you don't know the what cereal to... that you normally get's not there. It mm. might be there, and it might be in a different language, mm. but you, and you don't realise until you walk into the shops, and you always buy yeah. this brand, and you walk out, and that's easy to shop. Yes. But, mm. but suddenly shopping becomes hard, mm. and I think. We're already seeing that. I, d- I mm. don't doubt that we'll have food security in Australia. We'll always have food available. We won't starve. But I'm pretty confident that it, that it's already happened. You go to buy the toothpaste that you already that you normally have that you, that you just yep. are used to. You don't think about it. This is a brand that I buy, and it's not there. And that's the thing that will get to you, yep. rather than oh, I have to change my whole mm. workspace. Yes. You're likely to be. I want my toothpaste. Why can't I have my toothpaste? And that's when, you know, the emotions come and you think, this is, 
yeah. crazy, mm. but totally normal that it'll catch you by surprise when you're not thinking and praying and careful. There's an article that appeared uh, that was written by Jocelyn Lone yes. uh, called My My Coronavirus Meltdown, meltdown. or something yeah. happened yeah. in the supermarket. And yes. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. We've had that ourselves. We've had little yes. moments of meltdown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just be prepared for that. Be prepared so for that. So a lot of what you're saying is it's going to happen, you know, it's, but yeah. just realise it's what's going to happen. That's and right. And then you, you, you're prepared. Yeah, exactly. So, so being trained for culture shock doesn't stop it happening. Yeah. It just helps you to recognise mm. that that's what's going on. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, if we can help one another to recognise that's what's going on and just be patient, that would be a great step forward. Yeah, okay. there, there's one other thing which I think is a really important um, uh, measure in terms of coping with it, and that is um, thankfulness. So uh, in the midst of this new normal, there are things to be thankful for. And so working out what those are and recognising them is really important. Um, two weeks ago, I was looking at my diary and uh, I was just mourning with Margie that um, with different speaking engagements and things, I only had two weekends off between now and June. You know, Lionel, I have plenty of weekends <laughs> off now. <laughs> Not heaps of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so as all those things cancelled, there, uh, there's new time with the family. Um, uh, I've, I've been able to spend more time with my kids over the last couple of days than we've had because, well, we're locked in together. So that's mm. great. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and everyone will have different sort of things to be thankful for, won't they? So look for those things. Look, to be yeah, for. look for them and yeah. actually be thankful for them. Mm. Um, so that's uh, that helps to reorient ourselves that we don't, just constantly feel like victims, mm-hmm. we actually say, no, look in these circumstances. God's been good to us, and here's mm-hmm. some of the ways in which that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that's, that's really, yeah, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. Mm. Margie, do you have other thoughts? Or did you, you, know, you, you were chatting for five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I yeah. think that's, it's really yeah. important to be thankful. Yeah. Um, and to know that um, we'll, you'll start to feel, like I think... We, we don't feel safe, we don't feel comfortable, and that's the yeah. other thing with culture shock. It, we were taught it will come, mm-hmm. and yeah, it'll eventually this will feel normal, and these will become safe places, and yes. we'll know how to do it. And, we, yeah. yes. and you'll build your competency continue. and your, yeah. your resilience. Yeah, you'll, okay. you'll build it up over time. Yeah. yeah. This And this is an incredible time in that we, you know, we would prefer, prepare to go over, and we knew which culture we were going to. We knew when we were going. Yes. Um, and so all of those things are, are yeah. set. Yeah. And I think in Australia at the moment, every every day, every two days and every day, the culture, like yes. the the, the um, milestone shift, what's it? The, the yeah, goalposts goal are shifting. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, okay, now I've worked out. So last week, two weeks ago, um, Tony, one of my colleagues, worked really hard to make our office more safe so that we had individual biscuit packets and those mm. sorts of – and hand wash and all those sorts of things. Within a week, half the people were working from home because transport was not – you know, yeah. because transport was an issue. Mm. And then this week, we're all going to be working from home. And that's – un like, we yeah. keep hearing unprecedented, but really yeah. unprecedented yes. change of culture. Yes. Yeah. It's huge. Like you were going to Namibia and then – and you then Indonesia you and then India and China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, and you move place every couple of days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's actually one other thing that I, uh, I've found helpful in the last couple of weeks myself, which I learnt from an older career of mine, so going 
way mm. back, uh, there was a point where I was a d disaster management officer in the police. There you go. Uh, lesson one of managing disasters mm. is that all disasters come to an end eventually. Mm. And it's true. Mm. Um, you can't live in a disaster forever. Yes. But disasters don't last forever. Yes. And there's a, there, there's a clear sense in which that's true, just humanly speaking, that this may well just be unbearably horrible in lots and lots of ways, but it will come and go. Uh, and uh, to know that, you know, in two years' time we'll be coming out the end and looking very, very differently and God willing that might be 18 months or 12 months or 6 months or who knows, but it will end. Um, and as a Christian, I've got a better hope than that too, haven't I, that uh, actually all of the pain and grief of this world is going to end and end forever. So that perspective that disasters don't last forever, mm. that actually, you know, even the disaster of this world is not going to last forever, uh, but the glory of heaven will, mm. that's a pretty handy perspective to hang on to as well. That, that was, I was very encouraged as you were preaching on John's gospel this morning on the resurrection of Lazarus, mm. Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life, and mm. whoever believes in me will live, yeah. even though he dies. Yeah. 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 That's helpful. Um, uh, thank you. I just to, to, to finish off as well, uh, I thought it would be good to ask uh, and just to, to, yeah, ask you about the Moore College mission. Sure. Uh, because that's kind of been going through culture shock as well. It has been yeah. going through the culture reason shock. That, the reason that we do Moore College mission is because we want people to hear this message of salvation Absolutely. through Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we were, uh, what we were doing, we were going to some churches and we were all planning to do that. And all of the things we're planning to do are now considered high-risk activities. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, going out, meeting strangers, talking to people, inviting them to large events. To mm. And, yeah, so it's all funny. of our, our normal ways of doing mission mm. uh, would be irresponsible to mm. do it in that kind of way. Mm. But the gospel's the same and the hope is the same and the, and the need for that hope, that gospel, is every bit uh, more urgent, if anything. Mm. Uh, so what we're doing is working out different ways of communicating that same gospel. Mm. Uh, and for most of us, that will actually be online in one form or another. And so whether it's podcasts or chats or interviews or sharing your testimony on YouTube or mm. reading the Bible with people on YouTube or um, doing kids' ministries or youth ministries, helping other people work out the tech, mm. or how do we work with people who have no tech, um, how do we care for our aged and vulnerable? So uh, what we've got now, instead of 14 teams going to different places, we've got 24 teams doing different projects. And in the, the latest iteration, they're not even going to be together <laughs> as they do that. So we've got 250 people divided into 24 teams scattered around the country, yeah. but working on different projects. I'm very, really thankful for that. And I'm thankful for your ministry, Simon. Simon's in the office next to me. Um, yeah. you know, we've got, we got, you know, bookshelves between us, you know, so. <laughs> we do. That's Perfectly okay. safe. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah, right now, as you can see, I'm right at the edge of the camera because we're trying to distance we'll ourselves. We do the 1.5 <laughs> meters yeah. here. But, uh, I've been so thankful for the way that Simon has just gone, okay, all the plans are out the window. Now we're going to do something else. And then... I, I don't think that was the tone of my voice. No, no. Well, the tone of your voice was more relaxed. From my, from my point of view, and it's it, the, your, your trust in the Lord Jesus came through. Uh, so uh, I was really thankful for that. That your trust that Jesus is going to bring about his purposes and we're going to be part of it was, was great. Yeah. So I think it's, it's generated some excitement um, and there's some 
there's always trepidation, isn't there, when it comes to mission? Yeah. So thank you for that. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll have a week to just reach people yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Um, what, Margie, what, what's your, you know, new life look like when it comes to your um, development, mission <laughs> development? I'm oh, sorry, I yeah, can't remember your mission job title. Mission development. Um, mission I'm development, doing lots so. of uh, phone um, and Zoom one-on-one, yeah. so trying mm. to work out, I think for me, it's going to be how do you have those in-depth conversations with people about stuff that's really, you know, choosing to pick your family up and take them to another country mm. is a big decision. There's lots of emotions involved. Um, and at the moment, in last week's culture, doing that on the phone seemed a bit flippant. It, it was, it's important, well, it has been important to do it face-to-face mm. and be able to pray together and um, really listen well. Yes. Um, so. I'm going to need to work out how to listen well so that people feel mm. listened to mm. on the other end of a camera. And mm. I'm not sure how we do that yet. Yes. I, st- I still feel like yeah. that that's a long way off. Yep. Um, so I have done some meetings in the park, sitting a metre and a half apart on the grass. That was nice. I'm not sure if that's going to still be available mm. to us next week. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be a challenge because the gospel is still important and mm. the gospel still needs to go out and... Under God, I hope the CMS will continue to send people out and there's a time now where that timeline is shifting at the moment. But like Simon's saying, by by a year and a half's time, I hope and pray we're back to normal and we're still sending people. Um, so in that sense, my job doesn't slow down because I sort of look two, three, four years yes. ahead, which is kind of a nice thing to talk to people. We don't need to talk about what's going to happen in the next six months because are you going to go and... and do student work in a needy country in Europe in two years' time. Yes, mm. why would I change my mm. thoughts yes. on that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks very much. Uh, really appreciate it. It's all, this is all off the cuff and everything else. And so <laughs> I think it's been, that's been really helpful, really helpful for me. Um, can I, let, let's pray. Yeah. Thanks, Lionel. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, is King and is Lord of all things. And we thank you for that uh, just hope, that everlasting hope. Uh, And we thank you too that uh, you have sustained us uh, and that there are so many new things and new opportunities uh, to live and love and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, please help us, help Christians as your people, to hold on to that hope and to be able to adjust to these new cultures that we're finding ourselves in Uh, to love sacrificially, uh, but to be able to uh, just know how we can care for ourselves as well in the midst of it all. And we do pray for the Church Missionary Society uh, as they continue to seek to send people out. Mm. And we do pray that uh, this would, uh, whatever changes happen, uh, that people would be able to continue to be sent out with the gospel of the Lord Jesus. We pray for next week's more college mission. Uh, that you would use the activities of the students and of us uh, in many different ways uh, to help people to see the great hope uh, of salvation, uh, salvation from sin and judgment uh, and that hope of everlasting life uh, that is truly ours in the Lord Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to ISO Chats Theology. 
I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore Theological College, Sydney. If you like this podcast, please consider sharing us and please review and rate the podcast on your favourite podcast platform so others get to hear about it too. Video versions are available on YouTube or on my website at lionelwindsor.net. You might also like to check out another podcast I've created called Lift Your Eyes, a series of 70 reflections on Ephesians. And by the way, the name for this podcast was created by Adelaide Windsor. The theme music was written and performed by me and Harry Windsor, and the cover art was designed by Ellie Windsor. Love their work. Thanks for listening.